0: Welcome to another episode of Human Lumber's Podcast. I, am Mark Brooks, your host, am excited to bring a new episode to my followers and listeners today. This particular gentleman has been around as long as I've been around. I've known him uh, for many, many years. Uh, I'm not going to give away all his secrets. I'm just going to go ahead and mute my f- mic and connect with him via a cell phone. You know what today with the COVID-19 uh, most of our interviews are being done via a cell phone. So I'm going to pause the track. I'm going to mute my mic and give Ken a call. Thank you. Hey, good evening, Ken. How are you this fine Yuma, or fine evening? Uh, what have you been up to?
1: Hey, I just got home, got to shower, Here we go.
0: All right, I'm going to ask you a few little questions. Uh, first of all, would you introduce yourself to uh, this group that will be listening to you?
1: Well, sure. Ken thing. Um, uh, I work for Orpac Building Products. The last 13 years, and uh, been in the industry since 1978.
0: Wow, since 1978. Where did you start in 1978?
1: I was with a door company called Ray Lumber Door in Phoenix, Arizona, and I know that you were with uh, O'Malley for many, many years.
0: Yeah, in that time, yeah, I was definitely with o- O'Malley's. Uh, uh, what did you do for Ray at that time?
1: Well, I started, I think I was... Like 21 years old, and I did a, a myriad of things. The last three years, I was the dock foreman in charge of shipping and uh, organizing loads for seven drivers. And, and then I went up to Flagstaff for three years, worked at a door shop, just driving, trying to finish out my my college degree. And I uh, went into molding in 92 with a Molding company called Western Wholesale Molding in Phoenix, and that's where I met you. That's where I started coming down to Yuma in 1992.
0: Wow, yeah, it has been a long time, Ken. Um, what? Gr- why do you think you, Ken, Vocal was interested in uh, going after that particular field, and you know, not going in seeking a field where? Maybe you can make a little more money or, or do whatever else. Uh, I mean, what what really grabbed your attention to uh, want to go and, uh, you know, start with a door plan?
1: Well, out of necessity at first, Mark.
0: <laughs> okay. Because, uh,
1: yeah, I, I needed a job, right? So uh,
0: okay.
1: I, I got into it. And as you know, in our industry, a lot of people get in, don't think they're going to last long. And the next thing you know, they have a career going. And uh, that's really the, the, the catalyst of it. And I took a couple of years off and I was in Flagstaff staff and I didn't sell uh, for, you know, I wasn't in the industry for two years. Then the opportunity came to go into sales for molding and I was very comfortable in in the building materials industry at that point.
0: Okay, so uh, your last two jobs have been with molding companies. Uh, with these molding companies, what were some of the, what what have been some of the changes that you've seen with moldings uh, over the past years? I mean, you 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 described 1976, 1980, and now it is 2020. Uh, I know there's been a change. Tell me about the changes that uh, are out there with moldings.
1: Oh gosh, what a what a transformation! When I started doing two kinds of molding on our on our doors: streamlined 1958, two and a quarter. That was it. You know, so then blowing occasion came into being, and now, now with the invention of MDF about 20 years ago, 25 years ago, uh, they have just an unlimited uh, array of patterns and, and uh, product line. You know, it's uh, it's just been an incredible explosion as far as the different patterns available now.
0: Uh, would you tell the public here, our listeners, what MDF is and why they went to an MDF product? Uh...
1: Originally, it's a, a medium density fiber MDF, and they went to it to try and save uh, some money. I was, we were heavy, and, and the finger jointed, which is uh, you know made of little parts. You know, they cut the knots out and then finger joint them to make longer lengths. And we had that in the solid material in molding, but then when MDF came into the game, it was a prime product. Uh, it was less money, a little more affordable, and so the big companies and the builders in Phoenix, they uh, they went to that to save you know, what five six cents a foot, and it means a lot when they're doing twenty thousand feet a month worth of molding. And that's really where it came in. And then, then we get a lot of our molding now out of South America. They went to an ultra light product. It looks a little lighter than the NBF. Uh, and, and so most of it now is uh, imported from Brazil and Argentina.
0: So there's been an evolution from, uh, you would say, from real wood or our finger joint product into what you call an NBF product, which is uh, a lot where other manufacturers have gone to what we call a composite product, which is a synthetic uh, product.
1: Right, and and the MDF, Mark, utilizes the byproduct of, you know, so sawdust and then mixes with resin and uh, form it that way. The the downfall for MDF, in in my mind, is the moisture content. Uh, If it gets wet, then it swells up like a, a small sponge. So it's not as resilient to a little bit of moisture as a finger-jointed pine or a solid pine product would be.
0: What about uh, real woods like the, the old oaks, the alder, the poplar, and other products? Are, are you seeing those going by the wayside and, and people now using uh, this NBF uh, or ultralight product in lieu of this, uh, these items, of this, these species?
1: I think uh, oak had its time, you know how strong it was in the 80s, and people have been phasing it out, Um, probably due to cost more than anything else. And they have uh, the the alder product used to be used for pallet marketing, and now we sell an awful lot of alder products. Uh, Alder molding, we have a lot, you know, two dozen profiles, alder doors. That uh, that are made up in Oregon that we uh, we sell as well. So it's and that's another product I sell. I sell doors and the gelled one, molded door line, and, and also a thermocure uh, fiberglass composite door. And uh, we do uh, something it's, uh, it, With the Orpack company, I was able to stand from just molding, just molding into doors and to uh, so it's been a, a very good thing. And we also sell a lot deck in material. Everybody's familiar with Trek. Our our brand is fiber on stuff. It's a not, now that that stuff comes out. I have one that's a forty year warranty on on composite deck. Now not very big in the Yuma market, but where I call on Flagstaff and Preston. Mm-hmm. It's a
0: big deal. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it'd be kind of boring, right, just uh, selling one product, just a bunch of molding, and and where Warpac's given you the options to uh, sell other products to uh, subsidize uh, your sales. So, well, yeah, you spoke of uh, a few items there. Would you uh, kind of slow down a little bit and and, and, uh, tell me some of the other products that uh, you're... uh, you sell that, you rep-, that you, uh, you rep
1: we do rep along with the molding and we could do specialties and, and I, I have the MDF ultra light finger joint and solid and alder and molding and also the thermos door line thermos is a composite door our number one door company as far as exterior line door in the country and we've been doing that for a dozen years now and also the gelled one, which is a lot of people call it a masonite composite, uh, you know, molded door. It's pretty common in, in every house anymore. Very few homes have uh, a flushed door or a hardwood door. So that's 99% of the doors in, in new markets are the molded gelled one or masonite line. And so we sell all that, plus the uh, fiber-on decking I, I alluded to. It's just, uh, it gives me diversity. It gives me uh, a lot of things for a lot of different people. Uh, I, I do a lot of door shops, and we sell hinges as well. So you see in all the exterior frames, it's just, uh, it's good to diversify uh, our, our sailing ability and to be able to provide service to a lot of different people.
0: So, what would you say that your company or pack and yourself up would pride yourself upon?
1: I think customer service, Mark, and that's that's what I've noticed uh, with with you. As a matter of fact, I know how you take care of your customers, and that's we're we're kind of old school, you and I. You know, you have to just get what the customer wants you to get, and you try and take care of them the best you can. Uh, these these times now are a little a little more trying with the the pandemic uh, as far as getting material. So it's been a little frustrating year to be able for me to provide for my customers. So customer service with Orpac is very, very number one. Uh, they, they've always supported me and, and, and uh, the other Shell crew is, as far as whatever we needed, they were willing to go out and get for us. So I think that's number one for Orpac. Okay, what
0: about uh, the evolution and the change of products? How, uh, what would you? Can you kind of just give me a, just a brief overview of where both maybe uh, moldings have gone over the past? what well, you said 1974, 1976. That's a few years back. I mean, I'm I'm sure you've seen a lot of changes out there. So, would you let our, our listeners know uh, on the way with the, with molding in general? I know you've described a couple of things, but uh, just kind of recap where it's gone and the changes that you've seen and experienced.
1: Yeah, I think uh, with, with the molding, it's been fairly stable as far as the, the finger-jointed material. It's all been pine, and uh, we get 90% of ours out of uh, the California area, and we've gone to uh, some prime pine Finger joint product and um, just the solid is is kind of sluggish it's going by the wayside because everybody's doing one price conscious where the finger joint is nearly half the price. So I think the evolution of the Mark is really just the different profiles available the crown, molding, the face board, and casing and it just gives the homeowner the the flexibility to personalize their own taste, and so it's important that you know they get more than more than a few options when they're redoing their home and, and they want to change it up a little bit. So that's why I think it's, it's, it's kind of fun that way for me because you have different options and the different to profiles. It's, just, it's amazing how far they've gone in this. The years that I've been doing it—that's for sure.
0: Okay, what are some of the major challenges? I think I caught a bit of one that you might be having, but what are, what are the current uh, challenges? The challenges that you are faced with uh, today at ORPAC?
1: Uh today, the really number one challenge that we have as brand, and a brand—and it's been a good year for us, in spite of having to. Uh, scratch and claw a little bit to get product in. Uh, with with the pandemic, it, it closed the mills. Uh, it slowed the imports down. So for the lead time that that is challenging for everybody, and especially us when we're used to a three week lead time mark, and now we're up to about six to eight weeks. Everybody has to plan so far ahead. Uh, it's we're trying to work with everybody and that's really our biggest challenge that I see along with you know the fluctuation in price molding's been stable for a lot of years and now we're seeing three and four increases of, of doors and, and molding just in one year alone and so that's challenging I, I never like to, to uh, raise the prices because people are got bids out and and we want to take care of the people we take care of. That all comes into that customer service. So that's really my biggest challenge, is trying to keep the pricing stable enough to where we can gradually increase and keep up with, folks' demand.
0: Hey, what do you see as your,
1: your future? Well, my future is uh, probably... Uh, Retirement, Mark. I mean, <laughs> <Really> <laughs> retirement? how long? Seventy-eight. I started thinking about that. Oh my goodness! Uh, no, I. I think uh, you know. I, I'm looking forward to the next chapter and and, and just to continue to uh, do what I do for a few more years and uh, enjoy enjoy my uh, my family a little more. You know, and if they're out of town. I could go see them more often. So we'll we'll look at it probably about three years, two to three years, and, uh, you know, and, and God has graced, graced me with this great career, you know, in an industry that really, they take care of people, and, and they, they they trust, they trust you to take care of them, so it's it's been a real blessing to be in this industry, Mark, and um, actually, and, and Huma Lumber is a big part of it, you know, because your profession, your professional attitude and the way you... And handle your business. You know, it's uh, it's just a joy
0: to be able to do that for as long as I've been doing it. Yeah, and likewise, and, uh, yeah, yeah. And likewise to you, yeah, ORPAC is very, very essential in our everyday operation. Uh, and, you know, I talk about a lot of times with people about relationships that are formed. Uh, not only do I have a relationship with, you know, when I think of ORPAC, I think of Ken. I think of Ken and what Ken can do for us, the questions that he can answer because we know today, it's really, really tough to go out there and and, and be educated in this world of change. I mean, there there are a lot of changes that go on. You know, you talked about the moldings and what moldings have done and and what doors are doing and all that pricing. And you guys are very, very, a a great, a big key element in the success of our operations. And, And I do appreciate you and I appreciate ORPAC and, I know ORPAC's a very strong company; and they're easy to work with, and and uh, when I, like I said, when I associate uh, Orpack, I, I associate Ken uh, on the uh, on the face of it. So anyway, Ken, uh, is there any final thoughts that you would like to tell me? I know I kind of interrupt you a little bit uh, as we've been going on. Uh, you know, your background is tremendous. You, you've gone all the way from the door plants of working on docks. I don't know if you were building doors, maybe just delivering doors to uh, being a molding salesman. I, I still really haven't figured out why you wanted to sell molding, but uh, uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when I find out,
0: Mark, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I mean, why? I ask ourselves many other uh, interviewees uh, that same question: Why? I, why did you go into that? Why did you do it? What you know, the opportunity. You know, the, and it was opportunity. You know, it was opportunity. It was something to do, and you. And I, I think a lot of people just like the, free, the freedom of being on the road and meeting people. Uh, well, it,
1: it was opportunity, Mark, and it was something I was comfortable doing. Uh, it was a product that I did. You know, I didn't have to sell widgets that I had to learn about. You know, I, I learned this over a period of ten years. You know, just by by handling the product and and uh, pulling the product. Yeah. 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 So it it was an easier transition for me. And I was in contract sales up in Flagstaff at a home center after the door shop up there for two years. So I got my first case of sales in my early 30s. And, uh, you know, it, it wasn't as bad as I thought. You know, with what I appreciate about you and, and uh, some other account, I don't have to ever tell a, a mistruth, you know, and, and that's why I like sales like I do, because I could just be honest and upfront with people and they appreciate it. And uh, like I say, we I've been like you know, my family's been blessed to, to to have such a long career in this industry. And so I may never get out of the industry market. You, know, <laughs> you know, I'll probably always get, you know, old holy guys never died <laughs> it's something else.
0: Uh, so you don't see yourself in management or anything else. It's uh this this is kind no, of I don't, the you I don't,
1: know. Yeah, I don't I don't and management never intrigued me. Because I, I like that one-on-one. We talk about the interpersonal relationship. And and I like that one-on-one. I like developing relationships. And, uh, I got to tell you, a quick anecdote one time. Uh, my daughter, my oldest one, was only about nine or ten. She comes up to me and says, Daddy, you know, if you had all the money we need, would you still go to work? And I, I thought about it for a minute, Mark, and I said, You, you know, I think I would. Because I like doing. I like to and seeing, I see friends more more than I see, you know, someone that I, I need to sell a product. And so it's, you know, it's, for me, I just see relationships and friends and it's still it's still enjoyable for me to do it. So who knows how long I'll do it. Well,
0: do you have one in, in, interesting or a highlight story or something that you'd like to really share with our listeners uh, over the years that, uh, that you've you know, maybe come across or, or, uh, experienced or, uh, even maybe a, a question that was asked of you that was funny, that, uh, you, you just really busted you up that, uh, you might want to share.
1: Well, it, I've, I've just had a lot of variety, you know, throughout the year. and in sales. I mean, one of the things, it wasn't funny, ha but I mean, I sold units of molding down to Amarillo, Mexico one time for Home Depot. You know, I put it together and my, my company oh, what are you doing? You know, you, what, what, what's happening here? <laughs> they had no idea. Was, the guy came and picked it up and took it down to Mexico. You know, and, and another one was, a guy wanted a half round. I, I go, huh? And I, I knew a guy up in Prescott, so I arranged for him to buy it from me, through him. And my, my company's going, what are you doing selling a half of a tree? I mean, what, what is the deal here? <laughs> Look at this $5 million worth of inventory, and you're selling a half a tree to some guy in England. You know, so it was just the outside-the-box thinking, Mark, it keeps, keeps me on my toes a little bit. You know, it challenges me. And so I just, there's always a, no, is never my first response to anybody's question. You know,
0: let's see what we could do. And I like that, thinking outside the box occasionally. Well, I definitely want to uh, commend your company on the attitude that you have of being really service oriented because I've seen you come down with a pickup before your truck would even get here or, or even after something came in and uh, late and you knew that we needed it. You, you brought that particular item in. Huh? Like I said, I do rep- I do appreciate you, appreciate the friendship that we've developed over the years. Uh, it's going to be tough to say goodbye to all of these guys that are retiring. You know, we're all getting up in age. I'm getting up in age. You're getting up in age, and about half of my interviewees are going to be retiring very soon. And uh, I don't know where this industry is going to go. I don't know what's going to go. Maybe there'll be some people that'll look back and they'll they'll uh, play these podcasts and they'll get a little bit of insight to where things are going and if there's something new that you would like to share I'm always open in, in uh, recording you and a part that you want to uh, say uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, kind of uh, just put a plug in for your company and if you have a website uh, just go ahead and uh, and, uh, and let our listeners know alright
1: uh, well first I want to you know, congratulate you on a successful uh, career you know, Yuma Lumber's been a, it's a great company to do business with, and it's uh, you know just continued success to you and all the gang down there. Uh, Oropac has been around since '77 out of Oregon. Oregon Pacific is is, is long version of Oropac, and uh, they've just uh, they've always, even the second generation, been a good steward of the company and. CFO, the CEO, very good stewards of the company, and they expect the same out of their employees, which I intend to continue on that path. And uh, it's, it's ORPAC, if you wanted to know what they carry, you can get online at ORPAC.com, O-R-E-P-A-C.com. And to see what our branch carries, it, it'll bring you it to Wilsonville, the main office, but you just go select the branches and you select Phoenix and you'll see all the products available and through Yuma Lumber uh, that, that they can provide for all you guys.
0: Well, oh, good. Yeah, thank you very much again, Ken. I thank you for taking the time out this evening and, and letting me uh, give you a brief interview. And uh, this was a lot of fun and uh, I hope to do this as long as I'm here with the uh, topics. Uh, I've gotten a few uh, interested Listeners that are really uh, inquisitive about the composite products and the alternative source of, uh, of products that are out there because we, we all know there's not a lot of wood out there right now. And not only that, the wood's not of good quality that people want. So, you know, we're, we're seeing in, the, in all realms of, of, uh, of our industry a migration into synthetic products, composite products, fake products if you want to call it fake products or whatever but uh (laughs) uh, but anyway just to keep the price down you know we know we all know it's about price and price is where it's at and uh and and without being able to get still be able to get the look you know the looks that we're looking at big white chrome crown moldies and chair back and big baseboards and stuff like that so anyway if there's uh, any other insight or that you would like to share with me in the future before you're Grand retirement from ORPAC into this world. (laughs) You know, yeah, yeah. Who knows, I may never retire, Mark. You
1: know, I always say that it's still fun if I keep doing it.
0: Right, especially nowadays when when we know that we can work uh, very mobile from all different areas, all around. Right. Yeah, that that we can be uh, uh, very mobile. So, anyway, again, I say thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Looking forward to see you again. Uh, looking forward to maybe a lunch at La Fonda's or something. I'm just a little plug for La Fonda's. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs>
1: it's been a while. We have
0: it, yeah. It's been a while since we've had a, a, a good lunch together. But again, thank you for your friendship and, uh, really appreciate your friendship and, uh, what you do for me as a, as a person and, and the character that you have and, and what you do with your company. Uh, looking forward.
1: Well, we appreciate you and the, the business relationship and the personal relationship. It's, um, it's great that we can
0: do both. All right, Ken. I'm gonna go ahead and then uh, if there's anything else you'd like to say, I'm gonna go ahead and give you that minute. If not, I'm just gonna kind of fade the track out and we're we'll just call it the
1: night. Call it a night, my friend. All Good right. talking.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Bye-bye.